What is at stake in Michigan and Ohio State's matchup this season couldn't be bigger. Not in 2006, when their winner was guaranteed to play in the BCS National Championship game. Not in 2016, when the winner was basically assured to get into the college football playoff. Not in 2018, that could have been a program-defining win for Jim Harbaugh, and that would have sent Urban Meyer off on a very high note. Not in 2021, when Jim Harbaugh's job security, he wasn't going to get fired if he lost that game, but his long-term job security was on the line, and Ohio State was peaking at the right time. And not in 2022, when the winner would go on to the college football playoff and the national, potentially the national championship game, with how good those teams looked at the time. Unfortunately, they didn't execute and follow through in the postseason, especially in regards to the Wolverines. And also in the 2022 edition of the game, if Michigan won, that would be the first time that Michigan has won two games in a row since 1999 and 2000. There was a lot at stake in the 2022 game, the 2016 game, the 2018, 2021 and 2006 game. I'd say 2006 and 2022, since both were 11-0 matchups, had the most to lose for each team. But this year is different. What is at stake is different. With the amount of undefeated Power 5 conference champion contenders... Washington in the Pac-12, Michigan and Ohio State right now. One of them will come out of Saturday with a loss for the Big Ten. Georgia for the SEC, Florida State for the ACC, that's five. One of them is guaranteed to be eliminated in the game, but that's only one guarantee that leaves four. The college football playoff could have four undefeated teams for the first time in history. And... In all likelihood, the loser of the game will be out. It is unlikely, it's possible, more so for Ohio State than Michigan, given the strength of schedule and the fact that I think a one-loss Michigan, the college football playoff committee, would use that loss as a reason to bring in the sign-stealing controversy scandal and use that to keep Michigan out of the playoff. And that would be understandable. You can't play a weak schedule and then lose your biggest game at home and expect to be given first dibs to back in when teams ahead of you fall. That can't happen. Ohio State was fortunate enough, due to upsets that were out of their control occurring, to allow them to back their way into the college football playoff last season. But last season was more chaotic. Last season, there were only two undefeated teams in the college football playoff. Georgia and Michigan, the top two seeds. All four seeds might, not guaranteed, might be undefeated this season. So the margin for error here, as slim as it always is, it's even slimmer. One loss, and it's almost a guarantee that your season is an absolute failure. Failure, let me spell it out for you. F-A-I-L-U-R-E failure. 
for Ohio State, losing three games in a row to Michigan. Ryan Day falling to one and three against Michigan. That's a failure. That is a total, I'm walking down the sidewalk and I trip and my face slams into the cement and we have face pizza. Failure. For Michigan, losing here makes everyone, myself as a Michigan fan, question the success of the past two seasons. Makes Michigan Nation and the university very uncomfortable. And Ohio State, they're always going to out-recruit Michigan. I will be shocked if Michigan ever pulls in a larger and superior, higher-quality recruiting class than Ohio State. Ohio State will have a chance to regain control. Michigan loses more than two-thirds of their starters after this season because this team is high in veteranacy, experience. There's also some upperclassmen who would have some extra years of eligibility, but they might choose to go to the NFL draft instead. For Michigan, this would be a devastating failure. This would be like someone coming up to you and stabbing you, and you slowly bleed out and die. As starters leave for the NFL, as what could have been your best team maybe ever in school history, their season ends in your own stadium, in your own house. Complete failure. The amount of reward for the winner of this game will be crazy. For Ohio State, chance to retake control of the Big Ten. They would go to Indy and probably smoke Iowa. Ohio State could continue to peak at the rate that they have been, and maybe Ryan Day wins his first national championship. But even if he doesn't, he wins the Big Ten. Some competitive pressure is alleviated from him, and with Michigan losing all that they lose and Jim Harbaugh potentially not being at Michigan next season— Ohio State in the long run regains their dominance, potentially, because you never know what happens in the long term, over the Big Ten. That's the reward. That's the pot of gold under the rainbow for Ohio State. For Michigan, for Michigan, a third win in a row means that if the Big Ten isn't already running through Ann Arbor, the Big Ten now certainly runs through Ann Arbor. A third win over Ohio State, and you can start saying to some of these recruits, in fact, all of these recruits, that, yeah, they develop NFL prospects better, at least in recent memory. They have flashier receivers. They have a flashier offense, typically. You don't even know if that's the case. Maybe Michigan comes out with the far superior offense Saturday, but at least in recent memory. And they develop wide receivers at an insane rate and quarterbacks. But we develop better on defense and in the trenches, and we have beaten these guys for three years in a row. We win championships. Meanwhile, they sit at home. You get to start negatively recruiting the team that has been doing that to you for the past 20 years. And you put Ryan Day under serious competitive pressure. You really begin to lean on that whole program and shake its foundation because Ohio State's foundation, let's face it, is beating Michigan. Because of the recent dominance and because of the culture that Trestle established there, as a Michigan fan, I think it's safer to say that Ohio State is more... I don't exactly know how to phrase this because Michigan prioritizes the rivalry. 
And Michigan wants to win every season, and I think now Michigan has brought the intensity to the game that they haven't for 10 or more years before 2021. But there's something about when Ohio State loses to Michigan that's different than when Michigan loses to Ohio State. And I think it's because Ohio State had such a long streak of success that it's similar to Alabama in terms of Nick Saban winning national championships. It's a foreign concept to Ohio State fans, players, and coaches to be owned by a fellow conference team. For Michigan, that's not a foreign concept at all. You just have to look to the 2010s and you see that Ohio State, nine wins. Michigan, one against an interim head coach and a disorganized team. So the reward for Michigan... Potentially they can make this the high point of their entire program history, going 15-0, winning it all. I imagine that if Michigan wins it all, there's a better chance Jim Harbaugh returns next year. No matter what the NCAA brings forward, Michigan can start to recruit at a higher level and negatively recruit Ohio State and some of these other programs. And Michigan cements itself as the Big Ten's leader in terms of football competition, and for Ohio State very much the same. There will be pressure on Michigan if they lose this game for sure, and imagine what that pressure mixed with maybe Jim Harbaugh and the entire staff leaving after the year could do to the Michigan program. Maybe they bounce back if Harbaugh and the entire staff leaves, or maybe they crumble, and it's back to Rich Rod and Brady Hoke trying to beat Jim Tressel and Urban Meyer. The stakes couldn't be higher whatsoever. I want to talk a little bit about Michigan and Ohio State individually, talk a little bit about the game in itself, the matchups on the field, what they could do in the college football playoff, but also dive more specifically into how this game, I think, determines their future, or could. Before we resume, though, please like this video, hit the subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts down below because I'm curious to hear what you think the stakes are in the game. Maybe you think they're even higher than I view them, or maybe you're asking, what's the big deal in a certain sense? But I think for Michigan, with the sign-stealing, with Jim Harbaugh constantly wanting to leave for the NFL, seemingly, and the fact that Michigan, two-thirds of their roster, don't have any eligibility left. They have used they they've used all the milk in the jug. After this season, they have to go to the NFL or they're done in college. This is the moment. In a certain sense, part of me thinks that there's more pressure and more negative ramifications for Michigan losing this game than Ohio State, and that's nuts. Because you know, and we'll get to this in a few minutes. You know what will happen if Ryan Day loses to Sharon Moore and a Michigan team that fired another one of their assistants and is going through all this chaos. And with how Michigan has looked against Maryland compared to how Ohio State has been peaking, even though I think Sharon Moore being on the sidelines, reliable interim head coach, Jim Harbaugh's game planning for six out of seven days, so if Ryan Day loses, it'll be more him losing to Harbaugh with Sharon Moore being given extra responsibility, it wouldn't be like him losing to a nobody on the sideline. Sharon Moore is a future head coach, but Ohio State fans wouldn't care about that. But we'll get to that whole toxic mess 
later. For Michigan, really it's now or never for the national championship. I don't see Michigan winning a na- another national championship in the near future unless they win one right here. If Michigan wins a national championship this season, even if it's vacated, even if they're slapped with sh- sanctions, if Harbaugh stays, or even if he doesn't stay, just the image of that national championship, that the live the live tape on the TV, the live, I, I guess, players and recruits in the stadium in Houston seeing Michigan pull away and, and hoist up the Final Four team college football playoff trophy, that memory that is imprinted in their minds, that's, that's there. And people have said for a while, Michigan's a program that they're a blue blood. They win games, but they can't win national championships. They only have one national championship since World War II. It's not good enough. It's not, it's not good enough for a program that calls itself the leaders and the best coming from Michigan. It's not good enough. Same with this whole cheating allegations and Michigan. There's evidence that they, they did it. It's just a question of how deep. It's not leaders in the best stuff. That's not integrity, nor is that success. And I'm disappointed on that front. However, Michigan can at least show that on the field, they're one of the best programs. And at least this season, they had the best team in the country. And that can help with recruiting. That can boost their reputation. That can level up their program in terms of ranking who the best programs are in college football. Also, Michigan doesn't recruit inside the top 10. So a team outside of the top 10 and team talent composite winning at all, what does that say to how good Michigan's development is? I would say that says a whole lot about their strength and conditioning and their assistant coaches, not just the head coach and not just the coordinators. If Michigan wins, they're winning the Big Ten championship game, very likely. Iowa is likely going to be a sounding board for the Buckeyes or the Wolverines, and Michigan will play for a national title. Same goes for Ohio State if they win this game. Michigan and Ohio State win. They're likely beating Iowa, though again, you can't afford to overlook Iowa if you're Michigan or Ohio State because, circling back, there are so many current undefeated teams that you lose in your championship game to an Iowa team that isn't Alabama, that isn't Georgia, that isn't Oregon or Washington, that isn't a high-level competitive matchup like the Pac-12 and SEC championship game will be, you'll be done. The Big Ten champion has to be undefeated to reach the college football playoff unless some other crazy stuff happens and you want to control your own destiny. If Michigan loses, the 2021 and 2022 season's successes, an entire program will be called into question. No doubt about it. I, as a Michigan fan right now, somewhat question the success of the past two seasons. Not entirely. I think Michigan, the way they beat Ohio State in 2021, Ohio State concealing their signs, I don't think would have saved that physical beating. In 2022, maybe. But big plays that were often a result of busted coverages or broken tackles, you can also put that more on Ohio State's players and their defense just being stupidly over-aggressive And by the time they finally adjusted, it was already too late, and Michigan had confidence. So I'm not saying that a a loss here means that Michigan's success over the past two seasons was only because of cheating, and they would have went 10-3 and otherwise. But that's what 
most people will be thinking, and that will become a very valid question if Michigan loses this game. Look, statistically, Michigan is the superior team compared to Ohio State right now. After Saturday, they may not be. And even if they still are, that doesn't mean they'll necessarily win. But look at the efficiency metrics. Look at the advanced analytics. Look at Michigan's defense allowing less explosive plays per game, which is a stat that shocked me. Look at Michigan getting more pressure despite sending less people forward, typically on a blitz. Look at Michigan's more consistent rushing offense, higher completion percentage in the passing game. They are the overall better team. They are right now, statistically, from what we know. ESPN says it outside of FPI, but that factors in recruiting rankings. Outside of recruiting, which is important, but overall efficiency and performance is more so. Michigan is the better team. They're favored by Vegas. They should win. They should. Doesn't mean they will, but they should win. At home, Harbaugh's giving them the game plan. They have more experience. This Michigan team is caught up to Ohio State in terms of athleticism and physicality, and that sort of cancels out Ohio State, removing some of the matchup disadvantages they've had on the defensive side of the ball. If Michigan can't win this game, it's a legitimate question to say, Maybe the only reason they won is because Harbaugh had to cheat to beat Ryan Day. That's a legitimate question. If Michigan wins, well, they were without their sign-stealing wizard, and they were without their CEO on the sidelines. Which means that if they had their wizard and their CEO on the sidelines, they would have won by even more, if they win the game, of course. So, a lot hinges on this matchup for Michigan. And you can't tell me otherwise. The game determines Michigan's future in the realms of recruiting, reputation. There will be little to no respect regarding Michigan. And there already is little respect, understandable. It will be far less. It will be in the negatives if Michigan loses this game. It will be. A lot hinges here. And their status as a program, too, because, again, circle back, sign stealing, when Stallions and... When this was all covered up, or wasn't unveiled yet, at least by the Big Ten or the NCAA, Michigan was winning, and without Stallions, without sign-stealing, Michigan hasn't beaten Ohio State. That would make people question their status as a program, for sure. For Ohio State, if they win, same thing as if Michigan wins. Don't overlook Iowa, but you'll probably beat them. You'll be 13-0, likely, entering the college football playoff, and... Voila, you get to compete for a national championship. And even though I said overall Michigan looks like the better team right now, and I think Michigan has more pieces to win the national championship game, they don't have Marvin Harrison Jr., but they have the better defense. I think they have the better special teams unit. They just haven't had to use it as much. And they have better trench play. You can't just have one unicorn and win it all. You can't do that. You need more. And Ohio State has more. They can go 15-0 and just like how Michigan can go 15-0. Speaking of what I said earlier that we would get to, and now we've arrived at this point, the Buckeye fan base will explode if a loss happens. And that would be the case normally because a loss to Michigan is unacceptable. The Buckeyes in 2021 were very evenly tempered because while maybe it's a fluke, the rivalry is finally competitive, 2022 was very uncomfortable because a lot of Ohio State fans were confident. This season, 
Ohio State fans in my comment section are avidly confident they're going to win, and about four-fifths of public bettors think that you're going to cover the spread, and even more are picking you money line. In terms of percentage, more people bet spread than money line, but money line, Ohio State is in plus odds right now. 88% of people, according to Action Network, are picking Ohio State money line plus odds. So the world, in a large sense, when people wear Michigan versus the world shirts, as cringe as it can be, it's true. It's true. Outside of Michigan fans and people who just straight up hate Ohio State, who wants Michigan to win? I bet that people would be very hard-pressed to say that they want Michigan to win, given how it's known that they're cheating, the university is practically denying any wrongdoing, or they're being totally quiet, like when someone asks, what did you do, and you're just there sipping your mouth? Who wants Michigan to win? People are pulling for Ohio State to win this game, in a large sense. College Football Nerds has picked Ohio State to win. One of them, I forget, I think it was Josh picked Ohio State to win by three, and I forget the name of the other host. They're both very good, great channel. You all should check them out. It's College Football Nerds. They have tens of thousands of subscribers and an excellent model. The other co-host picked Ohio State to win by double digits. Josh Pate is picking Ohio State to win, and there are others, of course, who are picking Michigan, but Michigan's poor performance against Maryland, the sign stealing, the fact that Ohio State's peaking at the right time, revenge, superior talent, all of these things are baking into what seems like Ohio State is an unstoppable force and Michigan's not really an immovable object. They're the bowling pin, and Ohio State's the bowling ball. That's a sense that I get from some people. With that in the back of our minds, imagine Ohio State comes in and people expect them to be the bowling ball and Michigan to be the bowling pin. Well, Michigan, turns out, isn't a bowling pin. They're a big metal stick that hits the bowling ball back and it breaks. And Michigan wins this game. The Ohio State fan base will be furious. They will be angry at Day. They will be calling for his firing like never before, and you thought last year was bad. They likely will be going to a New Year's Six Bowl game, so there won't be that same opportunity and a chance of redemption. Even if Ohio State blows out their New Year's Six Bowl opponent, unless it's, let's say, 56 to nothing or this massively lopsided score, there won't be satisfaction. And even if that result does happen and Ohio State goes 12-1 and with a phenomenal bowl appearance and Michigan wins it all and there's an argument for a 12-1 and OSU to be the second best team in the nation based off of Michigan winning it all, Ohio State still wouldn't be satisfied. And they shouldn't be in the same way that if Michigan goes 12-1 and and OSU wins it all, Michigan shouldn't be satisfied. And like I mentioned earlier, If Ohio State loses for a third game in a row, Michigan can start to really lean in on negatively recruiting. A third win in a row for Michigan, I would say, gives the Wolverines a mental advantage like we've never seen before in the 21st century. A feeling of optimism, a feeling of not redemption off the field for Michigan, obviously, but a feeling of, look, you got caught, you broke the rules, 
However, you still won out, so you were a great team nonetheless. You were great in 21, 22, and elite, potentially, if they do better than the previous two seasons, in 23. So Michigan's program reputation on some level would be kept afloat or restored. Ohio State's would continue to be shaken, not from an off-the-field standpoint, but from an on-the-field standpoint. And I'd say Michigan would establish control over the Big Ten with a third win here. The competitive pressure under Ryan Day would be nuts. I would not say that he should be fired. I think 2024 is the point where you're at home, Michigan loses tons of production, you've had enough time to respond to 21 and 22. If Day loses next year after losing this year, so two hypothetical losses in a row, then I'd understand some hot seat business. But we're not there yet. However, I'm not in charge of Ohio State Athletics. I am not the university president. I am not an Ohio State coach, head coach, coordinator, assistant, not even a player. So I don't know what it feels like to be under that type of pressure, to have that weight on my shoulders. Does competitive pressure have the potential to turn into job security pressure, depending on this game? For Ohio State? Could we realistically hear reports of increased warmth on Ryan Day's seat after this game? I don't think that should be the case. I think that would be lunacy. He's won 11 games in the regular season, again for the second season in a row. Ohio State has more of an opportunity than Michigan to back into the playoff, and with their defense, a defense that I don't think anyone else in any conference has, they'd have more than a fighting chance to get redemption and win it all, even if they go 11-1 and and don't win the Big Ten if they somehow back their way in, just like they did last year with that phenomenal offense. Ryan Day teams are great, near-elite, elite. They've never been worse than great, and the 2019 team and I think last year's team could have been viewed on that elite status had some minor things gone differently. But football's a game of inches, and the game, I think, in some ways could very well be a game of inches. I'm predicting Michigan will win. I think Michigan will cover. My score is 31 to 17, and I think I have a variety of good reasons as to why. Michigan is deeper. Michigan has a larger advantage on the defensive front than most people realize. I think Michigan's defense has been tested more. Therefore, they've had to adapt. Michigan will be at home, and I think Michigan has the better quarterback right now, or at least the quarterback with the higher upside, even if on average they're about the same in terms of passing. But Ohio State could win this game, and that all could totally change. But for Michigan and Ohio State, a loss here is devastating. Again, F-A-I-L-U-R-E. Failure. Faceplant, in the cement, pizza face, hospital trip, potentially lifetime scars. That is the type of failure that one of these teams will feel after Saturday. For the other, could be program-changing in a good way. Thank you all so much for watching this video. Remember to like, subscribe, and click the notification bell. We're trying to reach 20,000 subscribers by the end of the college football season. Thanks to Crash2488, Anthony McDowell, and Justin Rogg for being Heisman Patreon members. Thanks to Spencer Bringhurst, Noah DLC, and SFS Inverted for being All-American Patreon members. And thanks to Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, Matthew Sale, Chris Lane, Austin Christmas, and Zubin Zah for being all conference Patreon members. 
Have a phenomenal day, guys, and I will see you all around. Happy Thanksgiving.